0: thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives.
1: It's time to kick your shoes off, put your heels up, and listen to how to live your best barefoot lifestyle with your host, the barefoot podiatrist, Paul Thompson.
0: All right, welcome back to the Barefoot Movement Podcast, where we are dedicated to helping you build a body that supports itself from the ground up rather than a body reliant on support. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and today I have with me Clint Bauer, who is a health and fitness coach and one of the owners of the Queensland-based company, Primal Influence. I'm really excited to talk to you today, Clint. How are you? Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm, yeah, really excited to be here. To get started, let's have a chat about you, mate. Who are you and, and what is Primal Influence?
1: Uh, Good question. So it's it's been a sort of strange journey. I've been on uh, a lot of my life. I was overweight and obese and and just lacked any sort of motivation or get up and go to do things. I sort of ate a lot of junk food, um, played a bit of Oz tag and a bit of sport like that, but still really, really overweight. Um, And I sort of went through a a whole journey. Basically, it started when – I don't know how many years ago now when the first season of the biggest loser came on TV, um, where I was working, I was working in a factory full of unhealthy people and, um, they decided to run a biggest loser type of competition. And, and I thought, you know what, this is a the perfect opportunity for me. And I, I entered, it was a $50 entry fee and I entered with the intention of winning. And, uh, I was the only male that entered the, the whole competition. And, and sure enough, I, I won, um, and that sort of started me on my, my journey of health and fitness. So I did it through the, the traditional sort of methods. So um, back back then it was the, the low fat, so the, the chicken without the skin and cutting all the fat off the meat, um, exercised my guts out, ran and walked and everything I did, and really watched what I ate and, and my exercise. Um, and it was enough to help me win the competition. I think I – to be honest, I flogged everyone because uh, I was <laughs> the most dedicated. Um, and it got me onto the, the journey of becoming a personal trainer. And that's where I met my partner, Amy, who was already a personal trainer. Um, and I studied personal training and we moved to Darwin. And then I, I sort of was training clients up there, again, doing the traditional sort of methods, personal training, the exercises, the push-pull legs type of system, and clients were getting results, but they never really uh, looked like they were enjoying it. Um, it sort of, it was just, I uh, just have to go to the gym today. It was another workout, that sort of sort of idea. And I got into complacent with it, like, ah, oh, that's, just, that's just the way it is with, with people. Um, but I found I started to fall into that sort of mentality as well. I wasn't enjoying it either, so... I decided to do something crazy and stupid up in Darwin, and that was to just—I decided to run the Gold Coast Marathon. So, living in Darwin, it was—I think around December—I started training for this marathon. And if you've lived in Darwin or been to Darwin, the, the the wet season is just nightmare. As soon as you walk out the door, it's just humidity, hundred percent humidity. And uh, I started running, and I was thinking about the other night actually, my. My daily running goal, I was hitting about 10K every single day except for my, my long runs, um, and I found passion again. I really enjoyed running and loved running, um, and to, to move on, I managed to um, finish the Gold Coast Marathon. I didn't quite get the time I wanted to. I managed, I think it was four hours and seven minutes. I wanted sub-four hours, but uh, in between my training, we also drove back from Darwin to, to Brisbane, so my training got interrupted there. Um, and yes, so that really, I sort of, to be honest, it probably destroyed my body a bit more than I anticipated. Um, and then I had to rebuild myself. So I just, it, it, again, I loved running, but it didn't fill me with that passion after I saw what it got, what it did to my body. Um, and then I moved, we moved to the sunny coast and started working in a gym or into a personal training studio. And I got back into my old ways of the, the traditional exercise until one day someone showed me a, um, a video and it was Erwan LaCour from MoveNat <laughs> And I watched this, mm. uh, the workout the world forgot video. And it, it sort of lit this fire in me. Like it just felt natural. It, it felt what I should be doing. Um, and, and it sort of evolved from there. And I started making my workouts with the clients a lot more fun and I guess more natural, and, and instead of uh, doing uh, bench presses on the bench, I got them doing things like crawling under the bench, or jumping over the bench, or climbing on things, and 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 just the 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 whole change in the people I saw just it was amazing. People enjoyed it, and we were laughing at our sessions, and and the the, the retention of clients. You know, I got more and more clients coming back because it was an enjoyable, fun session. So that's sort of how I evolved into this. Um, games and play sort of orientated training now you know I don't I don't work out I don't exercise I go out and play is, is my whole thing now and, and I just enjoy what I do so yeah that's a quick rundown of how I got to where I am
0: <laughs> that's awesome mate eh? and then so primal influence is obviously formed from that and from finding that passion. that's right again
1: that's right so yeah we're, we're sort of um, when we're paleo-ish um, which means uh, we follow paleo guidelines we use it as a guideline it's not 100 this is the only way you can eat so we use it as guidelines um, and also our movements I guess is primal or paleo as well so um, it sort of all came together and that's how we formed primal influence so if you look at our logo we got the the nutrition um, because it's important the movement so we got a, a picture of the, the bare foot on our logo and also the mindset so you can't just have one of those things and, and be healthy. So um, taking a, a step back to what we what we were used to do as opposed to needing all the equipment these days.
0: Mm, which is really important, isn't it? I guess it gives uh, some power back to the people doing it too because they can you know, do some of that stuff at home and they don't need the gyms and, and all the fancy gear. It's just about moving well. So Absolutely. You mentioned um, a few times there about, you know, enjoyment and finding passion. Do you think um, that's a bit of a key ingredient to, you know, for a better word we we'll use, exercise? Um, although, you know, I know we're talking about movement, but it is an exercise-based movement. Um, mm-hmm. Is the mental status around that, do you find that's um you know quite important to to get people the results they're looking for
1: absolutely i think it goes to show anything if you enjoy something you're more likely to do it and stick with it i guess the the challenge we're having at the moment is is convincing people showing people that you can actually have fun and laugh when you're doing this stuff and still still get the benefit people don't associate fun with exercise or, and wellness or movement it's sort of People see us and think, they oh, they're just they're just playing around. But I guarantee you, at the end of it, you're, you're spent. You know, it's like, wow, that was that was good fun. And um, yeah, if you if you're enjoying it more, you're more likely to stick at it and and um, keep pushing to see, you know, oh, can I can I do a handstand or a cartwheel or can I go to the next level or can I? One of my favorite games is pushing people out of you know big circle on, on the beach. You know, can I get clean out of the circle or? keep moving and, and working to that goal and, and you're laughing the whole way through thirty minutes, forty five minutes is up and you're sort of like, Oh, where did the time go? <laughs> you know, yeah. Is that all is that all we're doing? Yeah. It's not watching watching the clock. I'm I'm a very hands on sort of trainer. I don't sort of I don't stand back with a clipboard or counting. Um, I'm I'm hands on and, and getting involved. So if they're crawling, I'm crawling and and just to to, to bring us to the same level, just so um, I'm not standing over them going oh, ten more, ten more. And they they ask me how many more. I'm like oh, go three, go four. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's it moves away from that that structured approach. Oh, you need ten of these and ten of these and twelve of these. Um, so yeah, definitely that the fun um, provides that enjoyment, which means you're more likely to come back
0: and enjoy it and keep going. Hmm, that's really interesting. So do you find taking that less structured approach? does it take a bit of time for people to, to get used to? I think, you know, I feel like we live in such a, a structured world now and everyone wants um, to live within the guidelines of, mm. you know, society. Do you find that to be a bit of a maybe barrier or just, you know, a little bit of a, a shock to people when it when it isn't as structured as maybe they're used to?
1: Absolutely. I, yeah, I see it all the time, especially with, with the adults, they sort of, they stand around like, okay, so now what are we doing? Or they, they wait for the, the direction. And I sort of – I've had to alter my behavior because Amy pulled me up and said people need you to tell them what to do. I'm, I'm sort of like, right, right, let's just move or let's just move and see how it goes. But, no, people do like the, the, the stop-start, you know, right, we're doing this exercise, now we're moving on to onto this. So it is, it is a barrier for people. Um, but you do, you can see the, you can see the shift or the change in people after a little while where they, they understand it and and almost they, they give themselves that permission to have fun and enjoy it. Um, and, and, and that's a big thing I always say at the start of my class is I have no expectations of you. Um, if you can do something, that's great. But if you can't do something, that's also great. I don't, expect you to be the, the best at everything it's it's a, a learning environment so so i'm not impressed if you can do all these things that you're doing that i show you and i'm not in, i'm not disappointed if you can't so leave the ego at the door and just just allow it and and see where you go and and after a while you know people start off very shy and 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 timid and then it sort of opens up and and one of my favorite exercises i get people to do at the start of the class is i get them to use their hips to uh, spell their name and so I sort of I tell them there's a big pencil on their hips and they have to move their hips to spell their name and, of course, it looks ridiculous and they start off a bit shy but at the end of it, everyone's laughing so it's a good way to, to break down that barrier and, yeah, so it, it, it's an interesting thing to, to watch people, um, their mind, mindset change around
0: it. And Do you find like, you know, I guess the longer people are training with you, you know, being – you know, that less structured approach. And I know you, you do a lot of training outside too, so I guess there's less structure in that as well, like you're not in the four walls of, you know, a gym. Do you find that people then start to take a little bit more initiative and and, and start thinking for themselves around how they're moving and, and adopting some of this mm. outside of the instructions or do they still want the instruction you know, the whole time?
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, I see people. Who, people start to. Uh, I, I. guess I always. The world is your playground. Yeah, there's there's endless options for, for movement and games and, and opportunities. And and people will send me photos of them them balancing or, or climbing things. Or yeah, they tell me, oh, I climbed a tree. I've never haven't done that for for years. So it does start to uh, open them up to to the, that idea of hey, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to do these things. I don't need to ask permission um so yeah for a lot of people yeah there are still the people that need that that um permission and and that guidance um but i also open up a lot of eyes to hey well you know the world's a big place and there's so many options i I, I can't even go to the park without climbing or something these days it's
0: funny how your mind starts to change isn't it
1: yeah, I, you know, I might be out for a nice walk, and then all of a sudden, I'm I'm climbing on a rail, and she's like, "Can't we just walk nicely together?" <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, that's it. And and again, it's just allowing allowing ourselves that opportunity to explore and. And, you, know, you throw away the ideas of, of what's expected of you from people. People look at me all the time and I just smile at them like, eh, yeah, you're just jealous, you can't do this. <laughs> yeah, they <so>. probably are. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, like, yeah, like I, when I'm balancing on the railing, a lot of people come up and are impressed. I'm just like, oh, I'm just playing around. But they're, they're genuinely impressed and, oh, I wish I could do that or oh, I can't do that anymore. So, um, yeah, it just allows them that that opportunity to explore and, and Oh yeah, you know, just that childlike behaviour, I guess, which, mm. which is probably the best way to describe it.
0: If it's still instinctive in a lot of us, and we do get jealous, and we kind of look at people and think, "Oh, I wish I could do that." Why don't we? What do you think? We've stopped doing this.
1: Um, well, I don't know if everyone else received it, but I never got the the email saying you're an adult now. You need to. Uh, Conform to society. I always. Well, oh, didn't no, get that. I'll, no, I'll I forward got, it to you. I got <laughs> I never got that
0: email.
1: And, and and I think that's 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 sort of you get to that point where you know adulting becomes the the reality of no, I, I'm now a responsible adult or um yeah it's it's the the whole herd mentality, isn't it? You don't want to step outside of that box because people might look at you strangely or or think you're a bit odd or peculiar if you. You're having fun and carrying on, so um, it's that that mindset around being different. Um, so I think that's probably the the, the biggest block. Um, and also, people are so so busy um, with their lives; they they don't allow them that space to, to step out and go. Well, what else is What else is possible? What else is out there? It's it's usually people are out walking for exercise or walking from one job to another place to do something else. It's not just that um, idea of I'm just going out to explore the world. So we're very um, busy, I think, is probably a way to describe what people do.
0: It's funny, isn't it? Like what you just said resonates, you know, a lot with me. I'm a podiatrist, as you know, and I see a lot of people um, come in who are in pain or, you know, they are trying to train for different Goals it might be a marathon or a sport, but they view that as their exercise. But yet, you know the the ten thousand steps per day they're doing or getting up and down of their chair, they don't see that as even though it's still movement, it just mm. it blows me away that in a society you know as smart as we are <laughs> in this day mm. and age, we're really disconnected from what basic human movement is and how important you know each timing it up and down and out of a chair or every step, like how important that is to our overall health. Mm, um, mm. It's Yeah, it's just funny that we, we are so structured and that we need that time at the gym or the time to actually go for a run and that's what we class as being healthy. Mm. Um, so I love like it. I... You know, I think getting back to this this playful state is, is amazing and it changes um, uh, not only the way people move but the mindset around around movement and how simple exercise can, well, not simple, it's still hard work, but, you know, that you don't have to go to the gym, you don't have to go for a run, you can just get out there and, like you said, balance, you know, on a beam that's on the side of the road or, um, you know, crawl around, like there's there's some amazing movements we can do that will help our overall um, Um, well-being. it's fantastic. mm. Let's have a chat about um, the kids' Stuff I know you um, run some kids' programs and you you're very passionate about training kids uh, or getting kids moving what's um what's the draw card for you? why do you love working with kids so much and and getting them moving
1: uh, that's a good question I, I think it's is probably because I'm a big kid at heart. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's probably that's probably the, the the truth of it, and and I think kids can be can be so honest and and uh, yeah they they just love uh, because they're open to ideas and exploring those sort of possibilities much like I am, um, and and that's why I sort of resonate with the, with the kids, and I also uh, love helping helping the the, the kids who aren't. I guess as as talented as, as the other kids. Yeah, you know, I was never a sporty person growing up. I think I played football and under under nines, and that was about it for, for most of my life because uh, I never really had that the confidence or the skill. Um, so I, I really resonate with the the kids with the I guess lesser ability, if that's the right way of saying it, to to show them that they can still uh, achieve and have fun and, and move well. Um, so that's that's sort of the draw to the kids just and they're just it's, it's funny they're drawn to me i get called the, the pied pie, But i don't i don't know why <laughs> but i could literally be walking in the shopping center and then i'll just have this kid turn around and just stare at me like oh let's play <laughs> yeah, so they know uh, they know
0: <laughs> that's right
1: <laughs> so yeah and that and that's that's why I, lo- I love the kids Yeah. they're just they are open open to these ideas of of just play yeah they don't they're not concerned about uh, sets or reps or, you know, mm. is anyone watching me be silly. They're just, they're just out. I guess they're living their life minute by minute. You know, that's, that's, that's their, the next important thing is what am I going to do next, not mm. oh, I have to go home and cook the dinner. So it allows me that space to be creative as well.
0: And I think that's uh, super cool what you're doing. Hey? I think the whole getting these kids moving – is something the world's really missing? Uh, I'm seeing more and more kids coming through the clinic that have a lot of structural um, and biomechanical issues. That when I start delving deeper into what's going on, quite a lot of it is around the way the kids are moving or not moving. Um, mm. Generally, there's quite a disconnect between um, the child and and what their body's doing. Kids just don't seem to have the you know, the balance and, and uh, motor control that they probably should these mm, days. That's right. Mm. So what do you when you're training training these kids and, and you know they're going through your programs, what what sort of changes do you see uh, mentally and physically? What what do you start to see happen?
1: Well, it, it's it's crazy. Like dude, the only recently have I really started to um, be aware of the sort of changes. For for a long time, of I was doing these classes, people just ask me, and I'm just like, I'm just I'm just playing with the kids, you know. I'm just <laughs> I'm just playing with them, and and parents sort of, you know, it's becoming more and more common. Parents saying to me, Oh my, oh my God, yo, my my child could never climb trees, and now he's always up the trees. He's got that that confidence, so you see the confidence and the self-esteem and another great story um i heard was like sisters and one was uh, quite a bit older than the, the younger one and i drew the the big circle i call it bull in the ring on the beach and get the kids to wrestle and and push out and this, this young one pushed the older sister out and uh she had she was the proudest thing like for weeks after she was like bulletproof she could do everything yeah and the the mom says she noticed this massive shift in her, her whole personality and confidence. So confidence is a, is a, a big thing for them. Um, so I give them that confidence around their ability, um, mm. which is awesome, but it's, it's also um, I, can, I can pick up on kids. Uh, I, how do I say it? I, I sort of have the ability to, to identify what the kids need um whether it's the confidence or the self-esteem i can work on that but i can also pick up on the kids who who need to win every single time or like winning and i will also i'll challenge them and make them lose um Mm. and i'll deliberately do it and i'll make them lose over and over and over again and and it will it'll test them know, i sort of it, it tests them and there's a few tantrums and they get upset and that sort of stuff but over a period of time they sort of um, become back down and start to realize, hey, I don't need to win every single time. Um, and, and just, yeah, general, just general movement, as you said, just balance um, and confidence, coordination. Um, you get kids who, who couldn't skip and now they can skip and they're doing turnarounds and all sorts of things. So it, it's, it's a very um, wide open sort of um, res- based r- result. It really blows my mind that the, the benefits that I am providing these kids. So mm. yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> Mate, it's super important. Like like I said, you know, I see the motor skill like deficit and it then leads to such like drama later on, um, whether it's in pain or, you know, more prone to injuries, they end up in different splints and orthotics and types of types of devices to to just assist them move um, mm. in this world so I think what you're doing and getting these kids um, you know out there and just teaching them to move like kids are meant to move mm. it sounds funny like, when you kind of <laughs> say it it's like, well, we're designed to move like this you know We shouldn't really have to teach it but but I think it's amazing that um, you do put the work in for these kids and adults but and, and get them moving and developing um, such strong um, bodies and minds, you know, like you were saying, the the mindset change—that's really cool because like there's mm. you know, so much value in just getting out and, and being allowed to, you know, explore movement. That's, I think it's mm. it's, it's a, something that we're not really encouraged to do because of all sorts of reasons, from oh and s to just you know mm. rolling around on the ground is looks a bit silly, and parents <laughs> might tell kids to stop it and get off the ground. Yeah, but, you know, it's a way of kids. Um, ex- and adults, like, you know, expressing themselves and and exploring what their body is capable of and challenging what the body mm. can do. So I think it's, it's clear here talking to Clint today that, you know, the traditional methods of just lifting weights or doing structured activities, sure, they have their place, but it's not the only way and there's so many benefits to um, opening your eyes to a new way of um, exercising or moving which is yeah literally just getting out there and finding a trainer um and if you're looking for one i know a really good one in queensland his name's clint (laughs) (laughs) thanks mate (laughs) but just to get your kids um, and yourselves like for adults it's so important just to get out and and move i know we've kind of i've said that a lot through this but um you know i find clinically like part of my treatment these days is getting back to similar things we've discussed it's it's talking to patients um, around food a lot of the time and and we're getting back to basic movement patterns, everything from uh, breathing to, yeah, crawling, balancing, the sort of things that you've mentioned, Clint, that I find then help, you know, adults and kids who are in pain start to move better to then get rid of the aches and pain. So there's so much value in just, moving like a human again i think it's mm. it's underrated and it's something that needs to be brought to the forefront you know it's kind of like i guess like paleo was for food this natural movement needs to be the new paleo for, for exercise you know it's i, think, I think
1: yeah i guess the the big thing i i sort of say to people is if in doubt simplify yeah. um <laughs> yeah nice. you know, if, if you look at my sort of equipment that i use for training i don't have any heart rate monitors i I used to have all of that uh you know if i go for a run now my heart rate monitor is my breathing yeah i I don't Mm. listen to my music when i'm running i can i'm out running i can hear okay now my my breath is i'm getting shorter breath i'm going too fast (laughs) i need to slow down or Hey, I'm breathing and I'm talking. I need to speed it up a bit um, right down to for my, my my landing. I can hear when I'm running well or my hips are out because I can hear one side will slap down harder than the other. So it's like, okay, so now you, your body is going to give you all of that feedback that you require. You just need to, to learn how to, to silence the, the noise and listen to it and, and tweak it. So if you simplify everything as much as possible, um, you're on the right track. So with with your food, simplify your food. Get rid of all the the process crap, and you're on the right track. Yeah, with with your exercise equipment, I my my equipment. And I have a, a frisbee. I've got a couple pool noodles. I've got broomsticks. I've got a broomstick with a ball on the end, and that's pretty much. Uh, oh, and a rope, and that's pretty much my equipment. Yeah, that's my go-to stuff. And and just you don't need to spend the thousands and thousands upon dollars on all the the fancy exercise gear you've got everything you need right at your disposal it's just your imagination you you increase that you you set the workouts simplify
0: Mm -hmm. i love it mate so with that like you know everyone has access to a pool noodle do you have any tips on you know for families like what can they do to just you know even a simple game or drill that they could just start moving a little bit more naturally is there any tips you can give with some of that simple, yeah, that people can get
1: absolutely. So my one of my games I love playing with the kids and the kids love it is depends how many you got. I get them all in a line and I'll tell them all to jump, and then I'll run with the noodle at their feet. And they all have to jump, or I'll tell them to duck, and then I go above, so they either have to jump or duck. Um, and then I get tricky. I might say to them duck, but make them jump, and might say jump and make them duck. <laughs> yeah, you know, so keep them guessing. That's that's. Mm. A simple game, I do it with the adults as well it's It's funny all the games I play with the children, I still play with the adults. <laughs> yeah so there's there's no uh, difference or uh, even uh, was it stuck in the mud, stick in the mud where you used to run around and and tag people and they're they're stuck. Um, yeah. I used use the pool noodle like like a spear and you're running around and you have to throw throw the pool noodle like a spear to 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 spear people and once they get hit with the noodle, they're stuck until Someone comes and saves them. So yeah, there's there's two simple games right there, um, chasing each other with the pool noodle,
0: hitting each other with the pool noodle, sword <laughs> fights.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's all going all the to, stuff
0: kids love to do.
1: Yeah, it's all creating those those movements, and and I think what you, you touched on it before those those little movements that we we do thousands upon thousands of time a day. I guess they're not the the sexy movements, are they? They're not giving us the the Kim, Kim Kardashian butt, but they're the essential movements that that make up our our whole day, you know. So don't right. mm-hmm. don't underestimate those those little minute movements, whether it's sitting or walking and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's a couple ideas with the pool noodle. Yeah, you put them on the ground, and you can jump over them or crawl under them. So it's it's just yeah, crazy amount of things. You jump on our Facebook page, you'll see plenty of videos of me doing that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, I love your um, social media. Hey, there's always some really good ideas and and, and pictures and images of you playing different games. That gives so much, um, so many ideas around what you can do with yeah, such simple equipment. That game of um, you know spinning the noodle around and, and jumping or ducking. I love that because you know I, I see commonly kids just really lack the ability to like squat or duck or to be able mm. to jump, so to get them jumping and ducking in one simple game, but also to connect to that movement so it's not just a matter of can you jump, yes or no, it's also being able to react and get into those positions quickly mm. when you need to. I think that's a really important part. Like you were saying before, you know, your heart rate monitor is um, disconnecting from all the um, technical stuff and just listening to what your body Mm. Or sort of needs at of the time, or how hard um, you know you're landing. Like that's amazing. That's probably one of the most amazing things I've heard <laughs> because that's essentially just getting back into you know a full connection with your body and what it's doing at any given time. You know, like you said, our body it has all the answers. It, it generally mm. will tell you what um, what's going on whether it's through pain or, um, yeah, you know, you're feeling your, your heart rate or your breath getting faster or slower or you can hear the foot slapping or hitting too hard. Like they're pretty obvious signs when you stop and think about them.
1: Mm, but, mm. Yeah,
0: so many of us are just so disconnected from nature, from ourselves and from, you know, I guess that starts at a young age now with all the computer games and sitting in chairs and um, mm. wearing shoes and, you know, we're, we're – Constantly trying to simplify things from a technical point of view, but yet we don't connect with our bodies anymore and what our bodies are telling us and what our minds are telling us. So I think that's an amazing piece of advice right there mm. to mm. get out and move and listen to what your body's doing and and just see what what comes to you like what and listen to your kids like go for a walk with your children and. And just see, you know, if you can hear their feet slapping, if they're walking hard, if they're walking soft. Um, you can you can learn so much info from that. I think it's amazing. Mm. So let's uh-huh. talk about shoes. I know, um, like, I'm obviously big on the, the no-shoe thing where possible. <laughs> um, and I've noticed a lot of the images you have. Like, you obviously never... Seem to have shoes on when you're out there training the kids, and a lot of the kids don't tend to have shoes. Is that something you advocate? And do you find benefit in getting the kids' shoes off and, and get them running around, um, you know, in their birthday <laughs> birthday, shoes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> birthday shoes? Absolutely. I mean, for, for myself personally, you probably, yeah, I, I never wear shoes, <laughs> yeah, mm. I uh, very, very, very rarely wear shoes, I, and I'm talking going to the shops, you know, going in any of that sort of stuff, walking down the street. For for me personally, um, I've become so mindful and aware, and I'm not walking along staring at the ground paranoid, but my awareness is off off the chart. I'll, I'll see a, a little glimmer and I know glass or, you know, hmm. even in the corner of my eye, I might see a bit of dog pooping. Oh, you know,
0: So well, heading for that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there's, there's some know,
0: nutrients in that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the awareness that I've, I've gained from myself personally being barefoot, like I'll be lifting things with no shoes and, and people, are, Oh, be careful of your feet. I'm like, to me, it's made me, I guess, sharper. So if I drop something, I, I react so much quicker than if I've got shoes on because I know my, my feet are unprotected. So for for me, the awareness is is amazing. And and obviously, it's been a period of time. You know, I'm not suggesting people just throw away their shoes and walk everywhere barefoot, but hmm. um, you know, build up to it. And it, and for the kids, the, the same thing. And and it, I no no to walk barefoot is ever the same ever the same so i could walk on the same path same patch of grass 10 minutes apart and it's going to be different because there's so much variation whether it's the the temperature the weather the 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 texture how my foot's landing there's so much variation within within minutes so no two walk Mm. is is ever going to be the same um and and that i'm i'm a big believer in that so Allowing your, your feet to adapt to your surroundings um, and just connect. And I, and I think I saw a – I read a study somewhere. It was like gymnasts, when they were dismounting, they actually landed harder on the thicker mat than landing when they landed on the thinner mat. They sort of yeah. – yeah. their landing was a lot softer because their, their foot had that, that stability under it. Um, so – just just allowing the kids again the, the, the freedom to, to move their toes. Um, like I for myself I know with using the slack line, I can walk on a slack line, but when I've got my, my five fingers on I can't do it. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Like, so so I don't I, I allow the the kids not to wear shoes just so they're they're not missing out and they're they're connecting and, and it comes back to that, that brain body connection and that, that awareness of their of their surroundings, um, you know, they become pretty aware quickly when there's prickles around or ants. So um, it really expands that awareness. That's that's sort of my idea behind it. Um, yeah. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, I think. Like, I love it. I think from like my point of view, the, there's obviously that awareness side of things, but the, you start to develop faster neural pathways as well and you do start to react Quicker and, and I agree, you know, like it's not about just throwing away shoes altogether. However, with kids in particular, I feel we do over-support mm. their feet. We put too much cushioning under them. There are better footwear options that, you know, allow the foot to move more naturally. But we definitely, I think as a society, need to be more accepting of um, letting kids and adults, but you know, especially kids, get out and, and play barefoot because there's so much benefit around doing that from a physical point of view. There was a study recently um, that came out around kids, I think they are between the age of 6 and 10. They did a, a study around balance, jumping and running, I think with a 3 from memory, and the kids who were, barefoot more often scored a lot higher in those the motor control around those things and kids are in shoes a lot so you know it's sort of becoming clear that training and moving with no shoes on and, and yeah connecting and getting that awareness can help with motor control as well which is really important when you're trying to raise healthy active kids and, and keep them away from um, you know podiatrists and physios and and all these things, we don't want our kids hurt. And, it, mm. and from my in my opinion, it's to to help do that, it's it's doing the sort of stuff that you're you're doing. It's getting the kids out there, moving naturally, connecting with um, different textures and surfaces, and doing it where possible barefoot and allowing the the body to really connect to the feet and, and react the way the body was designed to react.
1: Mm, mm, that's right. That's that's what it's about, isn't it? Yeah, just allowing you, you we uh, we almost have to get the, out, out of the way of our bodies and just let it let it do its thing <laughs> you know yeah was the old old analogy and yeah we we don't walk around with boxing gloves on our hands all day so why do we you know put our, our feet in, in gloves so to speak and, and not yeah. let them be used so, uh, yeah,
0: yeah i think they're funny, underutilized no, oh massively and you see it in kids anyway like the kids that like you were saying with the slack lining, you know, even just putting a layer between, you know And the five thing is quite a minimal issue. There's not really much changing the the way the foot's moving, but just taking away some of the the nerves in the bottom of the feet and putting a barrier between you and what you're trying to balance on can be such a big thing. So if we're not allowing kids to tap into some of those nerves, of course their balance is going to be affected, which leads to lots of different issues as they're growing and trying to move. So. You know, I think what you're doing is amazing, mate. Um, I think Jeez. more people should be getting to your classes. Um, you know, these classes should be Australia-wide. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I think it's it's amazing. Um, it's sad in one respect that <laughs> we need, um, you know, classes to teach kids to move. Absolutely,
1: but, I agree. That's 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 what my I sort of I say to parents and and people in general. It's it's sad, like. Yeah, i wish in a way i wish i didn't have to have a job of doing oh, this i wish the parents and, and everyone had time to do this sort of stuff with the, the, the kids and mm. and i you know i sort of yeah i don't have class i i just allow the kids the space i think to to do that sort of stuff is is the big thing i i always joke when people say oh what are your classes i say uh, well what we do in my classes is pretty much everything they're not allowed to do in schools
0: anymore <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's that's how i explain it yeah yeah they're not the stuff they're not allowed to do in school that's what we do so handstands <laughs> cartwheels hugs you know throwing rocks we do it all
0: <laughs> yeah which is important though. i mean it's, it's something that needs to be allowed and, and i think it's amazing that you do allow the the space and, and when i say that you know, it's sad we, we need people like you. I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I, I think me, <laughs> me having to tell people not to wear shoes is also a really sad thing that, you know, that needs to be to be explained to people that, you know, yeah, not moving naturally or or putting something between the ground and your feet changes how you move and develop. But, mate, keep it up. How can people find you? Where can we find more info uh, about, about so- you guys and follow you? Um what do we do? What
1: do we? Where do we go? Uh, so all over Facebook. So uh, Primal Influence uh, for for the adult stuff, and then also Primal Influence Kids for the for the kids related stuff.
0: And that's dot um,
1: uh, Yeah. Oh, sorry for the for our website. Yeah. W. All the Ws. PrimalInfluence com. Um, and then the the facebook's yeah primal influence uh or oh, facebook slash primal influence yeah um and, and then there's the primal influence kids um and we're also on the on the instagram so again primal influence and primal influence kids um and I think that's probably all the social channels that we're on at the moment we we do have the snapchat, but we don't use that all that often
0: yeah okay. <laughs> but I think um if you haven't already, jump on and, and check out what these guys are doing. Um, you know, reach out to them and and you know have a look at some of the, the videos on there because you'll get some great in, like great um, ideas on some games that you can play. And it's such an important thing. I can't stress it enough how important getting kids to move naturally is. Um, and Primal Influences um, doing a fantastic job at spreading that message, but also delivering, you know, like Clint said, that, that space to allow this to happen. So check them out if you're in the Queensland area, get along to, to these classes and programs. Um, and, yeah, thanks so much, mate. I really appreciate you coming on and, and chatting with us today and, and giving us some of those tips and tricks on how to get our kids moving better and, and why it's so important to move. But, mate, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. No worries. Thank you. your expertise. I love what you're doing, buddy. Cheers.
1: This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on
0: Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.